is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Our number is 877 uh, About a week or ten days ago, I uh, had a wonderful conversation with President Trump, my wife and I, and another friend. And um, I said, you know, President Trump, I don't like to bother you to come on my radio or TV shows. I know a lot of other people contact you, which is great. I love listening to you on TV and radio. He said, Mark, whenever you want me to come on, I'll come on. And I said, well, how about next week, which is this week? He said, absolutely. So uh, we agreed that tomorrow, from 6 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and affiliates are being notified now, commercial-free from top to bottom, President Trump will be a guest on this show. As you know, I think there was only one other time, Mr. Producer, in recent years, right, that he's been a guest on the show. And so he will be here uh, from 6 to 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time for the re I said. I I just don't like, I don't like annoying people, period, asking them to do things, and so so I just haven't. But he said, let's do it. So we're going to do it. And at some point... In the fall, we also talked about life, liberty, and Levin, so you know. I wanted to get into a number of big issues here with you. First of all, we still have American citizens behind enemy lines in a country now controlled by terrorists and backed by China and Russia. And have you noticed our elites... Now, I say elites not because they're superior to us. Elites because they claim control and power and superiority over us. Have you noticed our elites don't give a damn? Is there a reason why we have a commission or a committee on January 6th, but we don't have a committee about Americans right now behind enemy lines in Afghanistan? Is there a reason why the Democrat Party leadership 
says nothing, or if they say anything, they don't seem all that worked up about it? Is it amazing to you that General Mattis and General Kelly, who were very outspoken about Lafayette Park, which was nothing, have nothing to say about any of this? Isn't it amazing to you? It's amazing to me. The Sunday shows, to the extent it was mentioned, hit and run. Hit and run. And of course, as you know, in addition to American citizens behind enemy lines, there are Afghans behind enemy lines who helped us fight the enemy, helped save American lives. And they've been left to these terrorist butchers too. Now we have planes on the runway in Kabul. Six planes. Satellite picked them up. The administration has given conflicting accounts of this. First, they have, to, they have to be sure there's actually six planes there. Well, everybody knows there's six planes there. Then when, when they're confronted at the White House, or I guess it was on Air Force One, that these people are effectively hostages, Pasaki says, no, no, we don't treat them as hostages. We don't view it that way. Then we have the Secretary of State, who talks about diplomacy, diplomacy, diplomacy. If you're our enemies, your fortune has never been so great. Your fortune has never been so great. I've looked back over the weekend and so forth in American history. I can't think of a president or an administration that has done more to undermine their own country than this one. And the people of their own country. We have no leverage whatsoever in this situation. None. We now have no leverage when it comes to Iran because they know that Biden and his comrades are empty suits and empty skirts. They know it. We have no influence over the Houthis, an Iranian-organized terror operation trying to take control of Yemen. Look on the map, see where Yemen is. And really for the purpose of trying to take out Saudi Arabia. We have no influence. What's not talked about, of course, is that communist China, fascistic Russia, and even Islamo-Nazi Iran are appearing in our own hemisphere. Appearing in our home hemisphere. You know, in the past, that was a basis for war. Now it's a basis for diplomacy. Diplomacy. Used to be called the Monroe Doctrine. But we all know the Monroe Doctrine was a white supremacy, white-dominated, imperialistic, colonialistic ideology, right? Not to mention pro-capitalism, pro-private property, right? you know, whatever you can throw in there, racist. So we have to hate it, as we have to hate ourselves. We have nearly 5,000 migrant children who are missing. Under this president's watch, under this vice president's watch, under this administration, nearly 5,000 migrant children missing. Do you hear anybody talking about this? I mean, you should have headline after headline 
lead story after lead story about what's taking place here, and yet, almost nothing. Maybe it's hit one day and then forgotten the next. And yet, this abortion story, what the Supreme Court did, which was not a substantive decision, goes on and on and on, because the American media, the American Marxism movement, has complete control of what you hear and see when it comes to the uh, corporatists and the media. They decide what the priorities are for the nation. Up to 2.5 million illegal aliens will have crossed that southern border in a single year with no vetting whatsoever, hence illegal aliens. Up to 2.5 million. They must all be angels, you know. None of them are going to commit crimes. None of them have ever committed crimes. Just good people. Have to be. We have tens of thousands of Afghans that are going to be or have been released into our country, many of whom have not been properly vetted. Now, as you know, my view on this is you must vet. That said, people who supported us during this war should be welcomed with open arms. But you've got to make a distinction when you're bringing people into a country, no matter where they're coming from, that you know who they are. You need to know who they are. And then if you dare to bring this sort of thing up, if you dare to bring this sort of thing up, or you dare to question the authority of the federal government when it comes to other issues, maybe little kids with masks, or you dare to challenge the American Marxism movements in this country, or you dare to question some of the election results from the last election. You can question them all you want from 2016, but not 2020. You'll be banned. You'll be punished. You'll be admonished. And the words you use now, very suspect. You must conform. The whole purpose here is to restrict your mind, to restrict your intellect, to restrict restrict your inquiry, To restrict speech, I can say it, the telltale signs of totalitarianism. Joe Biden, New Jersey, New York's going on about climate change. Because there's never been hurricanes or floods before in the world, certainly not in the United States. It's a result of climate change. Okay, well, who's the worst abuser of pollution? That would be communist China. Who unleashed a virus into this world? Accident or not, that would be communist China. Who's the greatest threat the free world faces with this massive buildup of the Chinese military? And by the way, their nuclear arsenal. That would be communist China. So what's he going to do about communist China? Nothing. You see, it's much easier to blame the American people. Capitalism, raise taxes, redistribute wealth, put in regulations, make us poor, kill the the fossil fuel business, I mean, there's very little objection to this in the culture today. Taking on the communist Chinese, that's a whole other ballpark. It's much easier to abuse your own citizenry, lie to your own citizenry, destroy your own country from within, than confront the real perpetrators. 
So every time there's a natural disaster, it's because of capitalism and individualism and private property rights. And you, living your lives. Every time there's an uptick in this virus or some kind of variant, it's because of you. You won't follow the rules. You won't live the way you're told. You won't do exactly what you're told, despite some of the conflicting information you're given. You, as an individual, free will, you're the problem. The American citizen is the problem. You raise questions about what's going on on the border. You're the problem, the American citizen. Why are you raising questions? You must be a racist. You must be heartless, despite the fact it's Biden who lost 5,000 children. I want to get into this and many, many other things when we return. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Now, this American Marxist movement, they don't want to actually engage on substance. They don't want to engage on knowledge and facts. They smear people. I mean, critical race theory is all about smearing people. Climate change, if you don't buy what they say, and what they say is incomprehensible, it's not even consistent, then you're a denier. There was a piece in the uh, New York Times by Paul, I don't know if it's Krugman or Krugman, He's supposed to be the best the, the radical left has as an economist, but of course he's, he's pathetic. We've been trying to get in touch with this man now for how many days, Mr. Producer? Since Saturday. Uh, we've emailed, we've tried to contact him, we've heard nothing. I put out a public challenge to him to debate me about my book. We've heard nothing. And I want to put out that public challenge again to... Uh, to Mr. or Dr. Krugman or Krugman to come on the show, 30 minutes, maybe an hour. Let's debate the substance of my book. The substance of the book. Because you're a gutless coward. You're a fraud. I'm calling you out. I'm spending my time with the little munchkins. I'm calling you out, tough guy. Big guy. Right? And he twists and turns Frederick Hayek and so forth. And, and I want to get into this with him. He starts his paragraph, well, remember Austrian economics in the aftermath of the 2008 financial crisis. A number of conservatives rejected Keynesian economic prescriptions and claimed instead to be devotees of the Austrian school, especially Frederick Hayek. It's questionable how many of these self-proclaimed Austrians actually knew what they were endorsing. 
In general, when right-wingers talk about intellectual history, you want to fire up your fact-checking. For example, Mark Levin of Fox News has a best-selling book claiming not just that the current American left is in the thrall of European Marxists, but more specifically that their followers are Herbert Marcuse and the Frankfurt School, except that he keeps calling it the Franklin School. And that's where he leaves it. Number one, it's not about European Marxists. The book's called American Marxism. It's very clear what I'm talking about. He hasn't read the book because he's a coward and an ignoramus, cheap shot artist, which is why I wanted him to come on the program to engage, but he won't. Instead, he hides behind the Holocaust-denying New York Times. Number two, I've already addressed this Franklin School stuff. They're right, but they didn't discover it. I discovered it. 85,000 words in the book. It's the Frankfurt School, not the Franklin School. I know it. I'm well aware of it. The endnotes reveal it. The endnotes cite Marcuse's books. And so this is what they're hanging their hat on, Mr. Peters. Franklin versus Frankfurt. And then they want you to believe that he actually was spent time in Frankfurt at the uh, Institute. But that's really not the case either. And um, just to get a little into the weeds, to show you what ignoramuses these really are, Marcuse was part of the Frankfurt School, as I explain in the book. Those of you who have read it understand it. Unlike, unlike Krugman, Krugman, or the, or the Munchkins, uh, these other Munchkins. But as it's pointed out in the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy, and I read this often, by the way, due to Nazi activity, Marcuse never actually worked in Frankfurt. Anticipating the fascist takeover, the Institute, it was called, uh, it had a different name before it became the Frankfurt School. Um, it was the Institute for Social Change. It would later become known as the Frankfurt School. And by the way, these institutes for social change, as a side note, are all over America. They're all over the United States. He never actually worked in Frankfurt, anticipating the fascist takeover, the institute deposited their endowment in Holland. A branch office was established in Geneva, where Marcuse began his work with the institute. He didn't work at the institute in Frankfurt. It's a non-issue. It's a pimple on a liberal's butt. But it doesn't really matter. They don't want to engage. More when I return. Nobody says it better than Mark Levin. I'll go with what Mark Levin said, because nobody could say it better. Call in now at 877-381-3811. All right. This whole thing about American Marxism, you can see its effect on the entire society, on the mindset, the embrace of these abstractions and these theories that are destructive to the real world, destructive to your lifestyle and to your well-being. And that's what the Democrat Party and the media and the rest of them are pushing. So you dare not speak out. They'll mention Franklin versus Frankfurt, which is so pathetic. But that's okay. There's more. Same day as Krugman Krugman's piece came out, which is one of the most incoherent pieces probably to appear in the New York Slimes. Not that I'm a rabid reader of that publication, but if they have worse, they might as well shut down. 
for Vanity Fair. Now, why would Vanity Fair hire somebody like Caleb Ikarma? C-A-L-E-B-E-C-A-R-M-A. This guy used to be a little conservative, used to run around at CPAC and all these other things. Then he flips hard left, much like this guy, Oliver Darcy. And uh, so they send me an email. It's not directly to me, but they send it to me, and I respond very quickly. But anyway, anti-vax radio hosts keep dying from COVID. I said, what kind of a sick little puke is this? Apparently, pro-vaccine folks die of COVID, too, if you ask the CDC. But at the very end, the very end, I'm thinking, what, what, is, what is with this punk? Since I'm not an anti-vaxxer. But Eric Erickson's pro-vaccine commentary, he writes, is an exception among his peers. In July, Mark Levin, one of the most popular talk radio hosts in the U.S., responded to the massive summer outbreak spike by suggesting that getting vaccinated is now pointless. Quote, even the vaccinated will get the Delta variant, right? So what's the point of being vaccinated, said Levin, who did acknowledge that he's vaccinated. When I emailed Levin for clarification on his vaccine stance, the host replied, you're a sick bastard. That's not correct. I said, you're a sick bastard and you can quote me, right, Mr. Producer? So I said, what is this fool talking about? So I go back, and of course, he cherry-picks from Media Matters. He didn't listen to the over four minutes of discussion I had about this. Over four minutes. And Media Matters, filled with low-IQ, prebubescent buffoons of the hard left, even they provide the audio. They have it at five minutes and 12 seconds. And what I was talking about at the time was the messaging and marketing of the CDC, which is utterly convoluted, certainly in July, where they're telling people at one point, get the vaccination. At the other point, the vaccination doesn't protect you from the Delta variant. Remember all that, Mr. Producer? So I said, well, then why get the vaccination? I wasn't telling you not to get the vaccination. I was saying, then what's the point of being vaccinated if they're trying to say two things at the same time? Yeah, get vaccinated, but it won't protect you from the Delta variant. I said, they got to provide the data. The data meaning, well, how many people are getting this Delta variant? And how many people are dying from the Delta variant? Very tiny percentage of people are killed by the Delta variant. That was it. That was the whole thing, pretty much. But now I'm an anti-vaxxer, you see. And why are all these, these hosts dying from the vaccine? Here we have these wonderful people. These wonderful people like Phil Valentine, but he's not the only one. Who take a principled stance. And then maybe they change their minds or something like that. And these guys are dancing on their graves. They're not writing about the American citizens behind enemy lines as a result of what Biden has done. They're not writing about the Afghans who fought with us and helped protect us, who are left behind enemy lines. They're not writing about the 5,000 migrants, illegal aliens, children, that are unaccounted for, or the horrific conditions they're in under the Biden administration. They're not writing about the massive debt 
that you and your kids and your grandkids and generations yet born are going to have to struggle with and wrestle with to survive as a free people. And I could go on and they're not writing about that, no. They're not even good at what they do. They go to Media Matters, that's a flunky outfit. Or this Krugman, Krugman guy, a coward, a moron. He doesn't do his own research. It's incredible. You should Google these guys. You can see what a-holes they really are and how pathetically stupid they are. And they're given platforms. The New York Slimes. Vanity Fair. Wow. Isn't that big? Isn't that something? No, it's nothing. They're a joke. Now I have Anthony Fauci out there today. And he, uh, he goes beyond the science. And for Fauci, science is a flexible thing. If I could ever get Fauci back on the show, you know what I would ask him? I'd go right into the teeth of this, Mr. Produce. You know what I would say? You believe in science? Yes, sir, I do. Okay. Is that a baby in the womb that's being aborted or not? I think that's a simple question, Mr. Producer, don't you? I want to ask Mr. Science. Follow the science. I want to ask him. And of course, they will never touch Fauci, despite the fact he has contradicted himself repeatedly, mass, no mass, on and on and on, despite the fact it's his organization that funded another organization that helped fund the so-called science that went into the creation of this virus that's killed millions. No, no, no. Fauci's an icon, you see. He needs to say Franklin, you see, instead of Wuhan. Then, then they'll be all over him. No, they won't. So he's on CNN with Jim Shudo, a former Obama special assistant. Cut to go. I think they're going to be organizations, they're going to be universities, they're going to be colleges, they're going to be sports events, travel events, where the rule is going to be if you want to participate, you get vaccinated. If not, sorry, you're not going to be able to do it. And I think when we get more and more of that, I think we're going to start seeing a great diminution in the number of cases. Listen, I get folks want to go back to normal life. They want to go to games, right? I want to go, I want to, go to games. Uh, but when you look at crowds like that, you approve of that? Or is that just not smart? By the way, this is a, a journalist, self-identified journalist. Real journalists are like unicorns, ladies and gentlemen. You really got to look hard to find them. Go ahead. No, I don't think it's smart. I think when you're dealing particularly... In and remember, this is a man who wouldn't condemn Black Lives Matter and Antifa and the rioters all last summer. Wouldn't condemn them. When they're running around, many of them without masks, would not condemn them. So you see, the virus is political. Follow the science, except when you're rioting. Follow the science, except when you're a Marxist organization like Black Lives Matter or Antifa. Follow the science, except when you're the governor of California, the governor of New Jersey, or the governor of New York, ex-governor, or the governor of Michigan, or the governor of Illinois, and on and on and on. Follow the science. Except when you're Obama, Martha's Vineyard. Follow the science. I'm waiting for Krugman Krugman and Caleb Wetzel's ass to write pieces on this. Go ahead. 
Outdoors is always better than indoors, but even when you have such a congregate setting of people close together, first you should be vaccinated. And when you do have congregate settings, particularly indoors... Okay, here's, here's a real question Jim Shuto should ask and never will. You run a massive enterprise with enormous resources. You use some of your resources to create a virus, whether you admit it or not. The evidence is obvious. It's clear with your funding patterns. And now you're telling us what to do about this virus now that it was let loose, accidentally or otherwise. Accidentally or otherwise. Tell me, exactly what science, what research are you involved in now in your institution, since you're focused on infectious diseases, to combat these variants? What exactly are you doing? Because, ladies and gentlemen, if they're doing something, if they're doing a lot of something... Wouldn't we hear about it by now? Wouldn't these phony journalists, these unicorns, wouldn't they be talking about it by now? We had an Operation Warp Speed. They got us vaccines. They got us vaccines. A president, Donald Trump, who people said, I don't trust those vaccines under Donald Trump. Now they're saying, you got to take the vaccine. They got it because Joe Biden. And by the way, where did I put that? I just went to the CDC site about three hours ago. And I said, what's the death rate right now? Isn't that a good question, Mr. Producer? What happened to the charts on TV? Where are the charts? Where are the graphs? Well, I'll tell you why there's no graphs. CDC data that I looked up today. The current seven-day moving average of new deaths, 1,047. On July 31, this is their number, 2020, 1,214. Over 1,000 deaths in the past, daily, on the average, over a period of a week. And in the end of July, early August, 1,214. Now, listen to this. We have three vaccines now. We have therapeutics we never had. And yet, today, today, or the average over the last seven days, uh, you have 1,047 deaths versus 1,214 deaths. Now, that's the bottom line. Not hospitalization. No, this is the bottom line. You got more people wearing more masks than ever before. You've got three vaccines where you had none. You have therapeutics where you had really none. Certainly none like we have now. All developed during the course of the Trump administration. And your death rate over the last seven days is 1,047 Versus the CDC does this comparison. I don't know why they didn't do a seven-day app, but it doesn't matter. July 31, 2020, 1,214. When there were no vaccines. And what is Fauci doing? What are they doing scientifically? What are they doing medically? What are they doing to find cures? Or treatments? What are they doing? I don't know. I read Paul Krugman. He doesn't have any information there. I went to Vanity Fair. I don't see anything there, Mr. Producer. 
And how come people aren't saying that Joe Biden is responsible for these deaths? The way they said Donald Trump was responsible for deaths. So I understand Biden's trying to push it off on two governors, DeSantis and Abbott, while ignoring the fact that hundreds and hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens are coming across the border with significant numbers of them having various diseases and illnesses, including the coronavirus and perhaps the variant. We know that from towns right on the border, which Biden, of course, won't visit. He'll be in New Jersey and New York talk about climate change, but he won't go to the southern border to talk about immigration. But you hear these death numbers? What is this administration doing about it? Not a hell of a lot. They're relying on the on the advances made in the prior administration. But they're not doing a hell of a lot about the variant. This is my point, even way back in July. Get vaccinated, get vaccinated, but stay inside, wear a mask, do this and do that, because you're not immune from the variant. I said, let's see the data. And when you look at the data, a tiny, tiny fraction of the population that gets the Delta variant actually die from it. That's the truth. I'll be right back. I'm looking at a uh, site called New Age, but it's not the only one. 1,754 journalists have died of COVID-19 in 80 countries, Mr. Producer. Isn't that worth a story? More deaths have been seen around the globe, from the Philippines to Algeria, from Indonesia to Russia, from Brazil to the United States, from Cuba to Bangladesh. According to this study, Geneva-based press emblem campaign sounds pretty official. Journalists on the ground remain one of the most exposed professionals. The number of registered victims has slowed down since June, but the vaccination rate remains insufficient in many countries. Well, how many of them died who've been vaccinated, and how many have died who haven't been vaccinated? Because it's very important to, the, to variety. Very, very important that we know as they track down conservative talk show hosts to try and make a point of some sort, I guess. Really, it's ghoulish. It's sick. Little bastards with little minds. It's really quite grotesque. And then they try and put words in your mouth. They don't want to debate substance. They don't want to debate what you actually believe and your values and so forth. And that's the nature of American Marxism. I didn't say European Marxism or any, Amer- for Krugman Krugman. So how many journalists have died from the vaccine? Many. Any of them anti-vaxxers? How many of them were vaccinated and had access to vaccines but wouldn't get vaccinated? How about at Vanity Fair, the New York Times? Do we know? I don't know. How many are chain smokers at the New York Times and have gotten cancer? How about at Vanity Fair? What do you think, Mr. Producer? Do we know? I don't think we know. I don't think we know. Honestly, the whole thing is stupid. And this is where the These fools drag us into stupid land. We have American citizens behind enemy lines with the Taliban. And our government is impotent 
because it wanted to be impotent. It didn't want to do a damn thing about, oh, we got 124,000 people. I didn't ask you about that. How many people did you leave? How many people did you leave? That's the issue. That's the issue. A lot. 5,000 or so. Illegal alien children's missing. Where the hell are they? Oh, climate change. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. I want to thank you great Levinites, you great patriots. Looks like American Marxism is headed towards over 920,000 sold. And I want to thank you. And it looks like we're number one on Amazon now, beating all newcomers. You should see who has a new book out, many of them. But this is up to you. And I think you're doing fantastic. Fantastically, excuse me. I think you're doing just beautifully, and I, I think it's going to make a big difference. You ever hear of Nasriya? Sounds like a town in the Middle East. No, Nasriya is a pregnant American who was stuck in Afghanistan. And we have more news reporting about, oh, they're going to deny people abortions, which unfortunately they're not in the long run. But that said... Nasri is stuck in Afghanistan. She's pregnant. And if she really wants the help of the American media, she needs to say something like, I want to come back to America so I can exercise my choice. Right? Then she'll be a cause celeb in Hollywood, the Newsom campaign, on most cable television. On all network TV, front page of the New York Slimes and the Washington Compost, I can see it now. The Taliban are preventing Nasriya from exercising her choice over her own body. No, this is a pregnant woman who wants to keep her baby, but she wants to get the hell out of Talibanistan. Talibanistan. You know, the best news reports come out of Australia and India and some of these other countries. Really, they're just fantastic. And I saw this Indian clip, and it was Talibanistan. And I said, i got to use that, Talibanistan. But notice I give it credit. I give them credit. Anyway, listen to this. It is quite heartbreaking. It's a news story. Reporter Carla Babb with the Voice of America. Cut five, go. There's been days where... You know, I think to myself, like, am I going to make it home? Am I going to end up living here? Am I going to end up dying here? What's going to happen? 25-year-old California native Nasria came to the Afghan capital in June to visit family and marry her longtime boyfriend. She and her new husband fled to the airport after the Taliban took control, but they never made it in. It was so hard to just get on a flight. There was... There was a couple of days where we had to sleep on streets. People were literally stepping over people. 
That's how bad it was. After her booked flight home was canceled amid the chaos, she reached out to the State Department for help. They told us, go to a certain location, you will be picked up. And this is from the State Department, you will get picked up, go there. And it was in the middle of the road across the airport. So we went there, waited an extra 12 to 13 hours with no food, no water, nothing. She'd wave her passport. They won't let us go. They're guessing that they're shooting at But day and night, the Taliban kept blocking her. I was got gunpointed to my head. Our troops were literally at the gate, just waiting for us to continue walking. And they had blocked us. And there was a time where like, I went past them and I started walking as fast as I can. And they started shooting right by my leg and told me to come back or they would shoot me. Oh my God. That's how it was. And I've never in my life have ever been experienced anything like this. It was like a movie scene. It was like coming, it was like literally a movie scene. She says her husband, an Afghan national, even begged the Taliban to let her in the airport without him. But she refused to leave him. I was not going to leave without my husband because I knew in my heart I was never going to, you know, step a foot back in Afghanistan once I go home. And I'm pregnant. And definitely my child is going to need a father. I'm going to need a husband by my side. Now that the U.S. military is gone, Nasria says the Taliban are hunting Americans. And apparently they're going door to door from now trying to see, you know, if anybody has a blue passport. The State Department has told her to stay put and they will find a way to get her out. But she gets more discouraged with each passing day. I don't even think I'm going to be able to go home. I definitely lost of hope. If I was only 15 steps away from the airport and I was told people are going to come out of the airport to get me. So what, what hope am I supposed to have now? Doesn't that break your heart? Doesn't that break your heart? And we have this clown as the president's press secretary, Pasaki. Don't call, don't use the word stranded, don't use the word hostage. Most of the people there, dual citizens, America, so why do you care about them anyway? And we're going to really inflict our diplomacy on the terrorists. You can hear they're shaking. They're shaking in their robes. This poor woman, her baby, husband... And there's many, many, many like her. And then there's a report about, well, let's do this first. Here's Pasaki on Air Force One today. Cut six, go. Is it a hostage situation, what's happening right now on, with those airplanes? All right, so let me just do a little bit. There's six airplanes that are on this, on, on the runway, the one runway in Afghanistan. Uh, reports have been, throughout the day, they've been, a little confusing, but there are people trying to get out. American citizens, apparently, and also Afghans. And the Taliban will not let these planes leave, because they're obviously blackmailing us. They're making demands. And this, of course, is predictable. But very little serious reporting is being done on this by MSLSD, the Constipated News Network, uh, NBC, ABC, CBS, New York Slimes, Washington Compost, no, no, no. They're very busy on climate change. It's amazing. Go ahead. Is 
hostage situation, what's happening right now on, with those airplanes? If I had a dollar for every time this was called dead, it's about once every few weeks. Uh, I, I wouldn't be that rich, but I could buy you a nice cup no, of coffee. Sorry. I meant the planes in Afghanistan. Oh, Americans. I thought you were talking about... So that's an important thing. I, was, I, I, I thought you were talking about the Build Back Better agenda. Um, uh, no, that is Build not Back Better agenda. Oh, yeah, that'll be great. Build Back Better agenda. Stupid names they come up with. Go ahead. It as uh, those were points uh, that, that was those were comments made by a Republican congressman this weekend. So let me be very clear: we're in touch with American citizens. We're working to get them out. There are four who were able to depart over land. Uh, our Secretary of State is in Qatar right now, working on a range of options, including getting. A All right, this is this is bureaucratic mumbo jumbo. Four people gotten out. They didn't get four people out. This group that Representative Mark Wayne Mullins working with Republican Oklahoma. Aren't you controversial, Congressman, for being a patriot and doing whatever you have to do to get American citizens out of Afghanistan? Where did he disappear? The this, this Speaker of the House does not approve of this. She's admonished people like you, you know. Unbelievable. Here he is on scene, and he's the one, and others, brave men and women who he can't reveal in a way he can't reveal with any specifics, got these four people out. Not Pasaki and her uh, comrades. Cut 10, go. Just to be clear, are you saying that they actually did not facilitate the overland departure of these four? Or are you saying that embassy staff were not present at the exit? They, they got present on the second day. Uh, we, we traveled over 300 miles with Miriam, uh, not we personally, not me. I was actually in the United States, over 300 miles from Kabul, up through this region, I'm going to leave where we where we actually brought her across um, out of it because we hopefully will get more people through. But we had her there for 24 hours before the State Department was even aware she was there. They didn't show up until a few hours after we'd actually or before we got her across. And so for them to say they facilitated it is absolutely a lie. We had to go through over 20 checkpoints, which each one of those checkpoints you actually have to pay money to get through because of the Taliban. Uh, on the day that the, the day that she was actually re, uh, um, uh, able to come across, she was actually told, because I was on the phone with her at 3 o'clock Central Standard Time in the morning, and they said, if you come back, we'll, we'll kill you. And so we were negotiating. We we were negotiating back and forth. The State Department uh, was actually told at one time, actually told the embassy in the country not to assist us in any way. Quote that came from the ambassador said the Washington, Washington, D.C., Mark Wayne said, Representative Mullen, what he called me, said, I'm not to assist you in any way. It was until the second day that we almost had her out that the State Department came in. And when they came in, they did come in to help. I will give you that. But for them to take credit and say they negotiated with the Taliban, our guys with the Sentinel Foundation literally walked across the bridge and was trying to negotiate with the Taliban, not the State Department. Our guys, the Sentinel Foundation, who is non-political whatsoever, they don't even want to be in the picture. They want to, they, they do this all over the country uh, or all over the world. They were taking yeah. on the negotiations. But when I seen the State Department come out and take credit for this, it is absolutely a lie. Because the Sentinel Foundation, doesn't that sound dangerous, Mr. Producer? It sounds like white supremacist. We can't have the Sentinel Foundation working behind the scenes actually getting four people out of Afghanistan. The Sentinel Foundation? No. Now that reminds us of January 6th. We can't give credit to the 
sentinel foundation of these other right-wing white supremacist, white-dominated culture organizations. No. It's our State Department. Oh, yeah, our State Department. They were there. They're helping. Oh, they can't wait. Oh, yeah, blinking and so forth. They're all ready. By the way, to underscore this white supremacy point, look how all the white supremacists on the left are galvanized to try and destroy an African-American named Larry Elder. Ladies and gentlemen, we have got to learn to use their language and their narrative against them. The white supremacists in California are ganging up on an African-American. It's so bad that they're accusing the African-American, who's clearly black, of being white. And the Democrat Party and the media in Hollywood, the entire American Marxist movement, American Marxist movement, is in on it. You see, you can never win. Even if you're black, if you don't throw in with them, you're not really black. Wait a minute. Look at me. No, no. Your mind has been warped. You're part of the white supremacist movement in, what did they say he was, in blackface or something? Something so grotesque. So gr- But they can get away with it. They can say whatever they want. The party of slavery, the party of segregation, the party of Jim Crow, the party of Joe Biden, one-time segregationist. Oh, yeah, the party of Robert Byrd, Klansmen. I mean, think about this stuff. Say whatever they want. It's unbelievable. Last one, Alex Marquardt on CNN yesterday on this, on the Mullen rescue. That is Congressman Mark Wayne Mullen and what his, his group did. CNN, cut 11, go. Traveling overland, though, through to, I guess, to Pakistan, it, there's got to be a lot of Taliban checkpoints along the way. This is a huge test of that assurance that the Taliban has given the U.S. and other countries, that they will allow people out of the country if they've got uh, the requisite travel documents. What this family told Congressman Mullen is that on that journey, this harrowing journey, they had to go through more than 20 different Taliban checkpoints. Um, and at one near, that bo- near the border crossing where they crossed out of Afghanistan, uh, they had to wait for more than 13 hours. Uh, now, the State Department has said that the Taliban was aware uh, of this evacuation and did not impede that process. That is absolutely critical. This assurance is critical because so much of, of, of these people getting out hinges on what the Taliban You see does. how they regurgitate the lies in the media, including on CNN? So they do that? The State Department said, and the State Department said, and the State Department said, and the State Department said. And what did this congressman say who was in the middle of it? Not until the very end did the State Department even lend a hand. The extent to which the State Department knew anything was as a result of this Sentinel group. Sentinel group. Sentinel. Sentinel. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Several months ago on Life, Liberty, and Levin on Fox, you may have watched it, I had a gentleman on the program, really not a politician and not political in any respect, actually a real journalist. He was the senior editor of the, uh, of the science page 
of the uh, New York Times for years and years and years. But he was retired. He's well into his 70s. And he spent a year looking into this issue of the coronavirus and its source. And he wrote quite a definitive piece. Uh, And he said there's absolutely nothing from anything that suggests it came from a mammal. That is, that it, that it jumped from an animal, whether a bat or anything else, to a human being. And he said the overwhelming evidence suggests it came from the lab. He said, you know, I'm basing it on, on these reports and things I'm looking at. Another thing he wrote about in this document was the, the funding. The funding of the Wuhan lab, gain of function. Now, there had been some speculation. He broke the story because he went and he looked at a grant, a grant that went to this organization from Fauci's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, this organization in New York, which had been providing funds to the Wuhan lab in communist China. And I just want you to remember this, because it was this gentleman, the former New York Times writer, who broke it, really, And everybody has jumped in since, and that's a good thing. People had speculated, but he actually provided a roadmap. Now there is a breaking story, and I'll use it from the New York Post. It's in other publications as well. Wuhan lab documents show Fauci untruthful about gain-of-function research critics. Fauci's been accused by critics of lying after newly released documents appear to contradict his claims that the National Institute of Health did not fund gain-of-function research at China's Wuhan lab. Included in the trove of documents is a previously unpublished grant, a proposal, that is, grant proposal that EcoHealth Alliance, that was the group, which is run by Peter Daszak, that was the guy, filed with Fauci's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease. Fauci has repeatedly insisted that NIH funding of the Wuhan lab does not constitute as gain-of-function research, which modifies the biological agent, and in the case of a virus, could increase its transmissibility or or virulence, which, of course, it did. And so um, the grant proposal included in the documents for a project titled Understanding the Risk of Bat Coronavirus Emergence, which involves screening thousands of bat samples as well as people who work with the live animals for novel coronaviruses, the outlet said. The $3.1 million grant was awarded for a five-year period between 2014 and 2019. After the funding was renewed in 2019, it was suspended by the Trump administration in April 2020. The proposal acknowledged the risks of such research. And the documents also include a second grant. And the, the story goes on, but I want to finish it when we return because a molecular biologist and expert, Richard Ebright, has a comment to make on this, too. We'll be right back. Mark Levin, the champion of liberty and true conservatism. Call Mark now, 877-381-3811. Now, they keep promoting Fauci all over the corrupt media, and they keep using Fauci to attack regular American citizens. Now, they know how often Fauci has been sort of the real-life Professor Erwin Corey, 
they know how he's often contradicted himself, how he's often politicized science. Doesn't mean he hasn't been right now and then, but that's not the point. You need to be right all the time. Particularly if you're going to make definitive statements like Fauci does, and if you're going to play ruler of the world, whether it's the economy, whether it is uh, lifestyle, or whatever else it is. Richard Ebright is a molecular biologist at Rutgers University. And these newly found documents, he said, obtained via Freedom of Information Act requests, made it clear that Fauci's been, quote-unquote, untruthful about gain-of-function research. The documents make it clear that assertions by the NIH director, Francis Collins, and the NIAID director, Anthony Fauci, that the NIH did not support gain-of-function research or potential pandemic pathogen enhancement at this Wuhan virus lab are untruthful, he tweeted. Isn't that worth a congressional hearing by the Democrats? Isn't that worth the media really being skeptical? Apparently not. The materials show that the, and he wrote, continued, the materials show that the 2014 and 2019 National Institute of Health grants to EcoHealth were subcontracts to the Wuhan lab, funded gain-of-function research as defined in federal policies in effect from 2014 to 2017, and potential pandemic pathogen enhancement as defined in federal policies in effect in 2017 to present. He said this had been evident previously from published research papers that credited the 2014 grant and from the publicly available summary of the 2019 grant. But this now can be stated definitively from progress reports of the 2014 grant and the full proposal of the 2017 grant. Gary Ruskin, I believe he's a leftist, but it doesn't matter, executive director of the U.S. Right to Know, told The Intercept that the documents provided a roadmap to the high-risk research that could have led to the current pandemic. According to another report, the NIH funded a total of 65 research projects at the Wuhan Institute, more than Fauci had led on. The investigation published by the magazine The Australian also claimed that many of the projects involved, quote, risky research on bat coronaviruses, unquote. The report, based on a soon-to-be-released book, claims that top U.S. officials were unaware that Fauci had lifted an NIH ban on gain-of-function research. Now, again, I want to point out, because this man deserves a lot of credit, Nicholas Wade was his name, the retired senior editor of the science page at the New, at the, uh, New York Times, that he laid out at least generally the roadmap. This man deserves a lot of credit, Nicholas Wade. Fauci has repeatedly testified in front of lawmakers that the NIH has not funded gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab. Let's see if there's anything else here. No, not really. Uh, I'm looking, looking, I'm looking. Fauci's boss, NIH Director Francis Collins, issued a statement in May denying claims the NIH or NIAID had supported specific gain-of-function research. He said NIH and NIAID have for many years supported grants to learn more about viruses lurking in bats and other mammals 
that have the potential to spill over to humans and cause widespread disease, Collins said. However, neither NIH nor NIAID have ever approved any grant that would have supported gain-of-function research on coronaviruses that would have increased their transmissibility or lethality for humans. This is a flat-out lie. The documents don't lie. They are not telling the truth. They are not telling the truth. And Nicholas Wade laid out, really, the, the fundamental roadmap, which is why a lot of these FOIAs are, are revealing even more about this. But I just wanted to point this out. And so you're never going to get serious news reporting from these radical left-wing sites like Salon, like uh, Variety, or Vanity Fair, I guess it is, or Mediaite, or any of the rest. You're not going to get it, because they're all in the mode of uh, media matters. And what big tech will do is just keep trying to shut you down, shut you down. So this, these, these, these are characteristics of totalitarianism, when a media participates in these kinds of cover-ups. Totalitarianism. And they don't like being called out for it, but they should be called out for it. It's like climate change. Everybody knows that we've had horrible hurricanes and floods in the past. Why do you think we've built, you know, canals and other things in order to try and prevent them? Well, these storms are worse than ever before. No, they're not. They're worse than anything in our recent memories, for sure. But they're not worse than anything ever before. We wouldn't even know if that's true 500 years ago, 1,000 years ago, or what have you. But even in many people's memories, it's simply not true. Now, that doesn't mean if you go up to a person who's in the middle of one of these horrific uh, events, uh, that they don't think it's the worst. Of course they do. But to have Biden come in to New Jersey and New York and try to exploit it, try to exploit it, here he is. Here he is, Biden. Cut 18 in Hillsborough Township, New Jersey. Go. For decades, uh, scientists have warned of extreme weather uh, would be more extreme. And now, this climate. is interesting because decades, for decades, decades ago, he was a senator. Does anybody remember Joe Biden taking a leading role in fighting climate change 30 years ago, 40 years ago? I don't, I'm not saying give a speech or enter something into a committee record. Does anybody ever remember him banging the pots and pans? No, of course not. Go ahead. It's here, and we're living through it now. We don't have any more time. I hope no one... Uh, I've, I've been on the telephone or on the road uh, an awful lot uh, between uh, California, Idaho, uh, New Orleans, uh, excuse me, not New Orleans, Louisiana. But oh, my in, in God, I can barely listen to this guy. Can you, Rich? Oh, my Lord. And I hold his wife, as I have for a long time, the Democrat Party, the American media, and all the other corrupt crooks throughout our society responsible for this. Go ahead. Mississippi and, uh, you know, here, I mean, every part of the country, every part of the country is getting hit by extreme weather. I, I don't know what that means. It's a hurricane. It was a terrible hurricane. It hit the, uh, the Gulf. It worked its way north, northeast, up the east coast, 
created a horrific flooding situation. I, I, I got it. And that's proof of climate change? Nobody, nobody can prove that. Nobody. There's not an expert on the face of the earth that can prove that. They will speculate, they'll give their opinion, they'll manipulate models. I've been looking at this long enough. Nobody can prove that. Nobody. Go ahead. And uh, we're now living in real time what the country's going to look like. And if we don't do something, we can't turn it back. So what's the answer, ladies and gentlemen? More government. What's the answer? Surrender liberty. What's the answer? Surrender private property rights. What's the answer? Massive tax increases. Massive regulations. Massive economic dislocation. That's the answer. That'll fix it. That'll control the sun. That'll control the waves. That'll control the air. That'll control everything. That'll control it. More power in Washington will fix it, don't you know? And exactly who are these experts? Give us a list. We're going to know what to do with the hundreds and hundreds of billions, if not trillions of dollars. Give us their name. Who are they? Electricity. Do they know where the hell electricity comes from? Electricity? Ask the people in California if they have enough electricity about their brownouts and blackouts. Can you imagine every single vehicle having to plug in every morning, every night? Where's that electricity going to come from? California used to be the wealthiest state in every respect. Now water shortages, electricity shortages, massive fires like we've never seen before. Well, that must be climate change. No, it's Democrats who won't manage the forests. Cut 19, go. I want to talk a little bit about the specifics about the things you think you would need. Doesn't this sound like a guy? First of all, you got people overseas in enemy territory, and he just talks like nothing's going on. Nothing's going on. And he told... Push a different agenda. Change the subject. We, we control the media. Control the media narrative. Use the, the horrible conditions that people are facing. The death that's taken place in New Jersey and New York and Pennsylvania and some of these other states. And the, and the horrors of Louisiana and Mississippi and so forth. Use all that to talk about climate change. To take focus off of Afghanistan. So rather than going down there and being a true statesman, I'm talking about how we're going to help rebuild the things we're going to do to help. It's climate change. Because for the American Marxism, everything has to run through the models that they've created. If somebody's killed, it has to be racism. It has to be, even in cases where it's not. If there's a horrific flood that affects so many people and so it's got to be climate change. It's climate change. If the borders are wide open and people are pouring in, that's okay. It's okay because after all, we're a white dominant society. We have no right to be a white dominant society. What's this assimilation crap? 
This acculturation crap. They run events, particularly crises, and even crises that they create through these various American Marxism models and promote it. This is why they won't debate me. This is why Krugman Krugman hides behind the pages of the Holocaust-denying New York Times. Why debate the issues? I'll be right back. I'm going to post on at Mark Levin Show Getter, G-E-T-T-R, and at Mark Levin Show Parlor. And by the way, Parlor, thank you. Our site is really kicking now. Uh, the original story, I believe it was in early May, Origin of COVID Following the Clues by Nicholas Wade at Medium. And this is the, artil- the article that began exposing the, uh, uh, the source of the, uh, of the coronavirus uh, and uh, has led to so much. And this is the gentleman who really does deserve a tremendous amount of credit uh, for what he did. So I'm going to go ahead and send that to Mr. Producer. Um, to go ahead and post that on, on my uh, social sites, such as they are. As you know, we don't use Twitter and Facebook, and haven't for a long, long time. True to our beliefs and principles, and um, Mr. Producer will also uh, put a relatively long clip from my interview of uh, Nicholas Wade, uh, as well, on uh, at Mark Levin Show Getter and at Mark Levin Show Parlor. So you may want to watch that. Listen, uh, <clears throat> am I caught up, Rich, or not here? I don't think so. And by the way, after the top of the hour, did you know that abortion, a quote-unquote right to abortion, is written into the Constitution? You probably heard this all day. Because my brothers and sisters in this business love to cherry-pick the clips. That's Okay. I got a zillion of them in front of me, but this one needs some discussion. Not just because Joe Scarborough is a certified idiot, but it needs more discussion than that. While you're jumping in with both feet, while you're jumping, it's now after Labor Day. I've never understood this Labor Day, Mr. Bidet. Isn't it like the opposite of Labor Day? No Labor Day? Why don't they call it no Labor Day? Because nobody's working on Labor Day. Well, some people are, like the Uber guys and the Lyft guys. But the vast majority of people, oh, it's Labor Day. Okay, what are you doing on Labor Day? I'm on the beach. Okay. During the break, or when you can, speaking of jumping in with both feet, please join us. This movement is building, and it's building very bigly. Go to Amazon.com. Grab your copy of American Marxism. Look at the top 15 books there. I think you're going to want to grab it. Take a look. American Marxism, Amazon.com, or any retail store. See you in a minute. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. 
Hello America, Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, yellow, 877-381-3811. Joe Scarborough has uh, done a complete reversal. I'm sure he's hurt his back bending over backwards. Not a very pretty sight, I might add. And over the years, I have pointed out that I'm convinced, as a child actor, he was the banjo-playing kid on the bridge in Deliverance. The bulbous nose, the Woody the Woodpecker hair, and so forth and so on. The man failed as a congressman. He failed as a radio host. He's a failing and failed broadcaster on a very tiny platform called MSLSD and if they get a few viewers in the morning they're very excited and it's been said that the North Korean generals are very very uh, well wild about the morning schmo show in the old days it would have been called a propaganda show but then again so would MSLSD corporate And they're in a big race with CNN, race to the bottom, in their Hate America agendas. And they're mostly populated by former Democrats, has-beens, wannabes, and reprobates. But anyway, Joe Scarborough claims to be an attorney. Now, honestly, I haven't wasted time looking into his background that much, but I suspect he was a slip-and-fall lawyer or something of that sort. I don't know. I don't know. But I want you to listen to this. Cut 17, Mr. Producer, go. I guess what really surprises me the most is that the United States Supreme Court, that five justices on the U.S. Supreme Court would take away a constitutionally protected right recognized as written into the Constitution for half a century and do it based purely on procedural grounds. Now, his nitwittery knows no bounds. Number one, the court often rules on procedural grounds. Most courts do. Um, Cases need to be ripe. There needs to be standing. In fact, there's rules of civil procedure, rules of criminal procedure, Supreme Court rules of procedure. I don't know if Joe Biden ever found his way into the inside of a federal courthouse uh, while he was obviously one of the most brilliant lawyers to ever practice law, Uh, but procedure is a big issue. You can be disbarred if you're a dummy and you don't understand procedure. But that aside, the court simply said this isn't ripe. You haven't used all your, your, your judicial avenues yet, and we may or may take it up when it's ripe. Oh, my God! What the hell's going on here? We want abortion, free, constant, for everyone and anyone at any time. It's the right to choose. Wait a minute, it's a baby. No, it's not. Follow the sign. I mean, no, it's not. The the obsession, the fanaticism with which these people support killing a baby they don't even say, you know, in certain circumstances, I got this going on, that, the health, the, nothing. 
This is how they dehumanize human beings. A baby, a defenseless baby. And this is why they dehumanize you. Oh, do you support Trump? What are you? You're loathsome. And then, you know, deplorable. White supremacist. Don't ever be fooled that these movements support humanity. They hate humanity. They love control and power. These are narcissists, egomaniacs, selfish bastards. That's what they are. I was thinking about it today. Today is Rosh Hashanah. And um, a wonderful Chabad rabbi, Chaim Cohen. And he was talking in between the the various uh, portions of the Torah that were being read and so forth. And he was talking about paganism. And I thought to myself, that's the word. Mr. Producer, that's the word. These are pagans. They're not people of science and knowledge and experience and history. These are pagans. Marx was a pagan, in effect. That's what he was. Like Joe Scarborough. Number two, as is obvious, but still it's worth underscoring. There is no right to an abortion in the Constitution. Everybody knows that. Even most radio talk show hosts know that. There's no right to an abortion in the Constitution. Joe, may I call you Joe? Ding, 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 ding. Where's our music for Joe? We don't play that anymore, but that's all right. Oh, this should be the, the morning schmo music. Hit it! Catchy, huh, Joe? Deliverance. We're getting there. This is the music, the unofficial music. For the morning schmo show. Hit it! Have to admit, it's pretty good. Hey there! <laughs> it was a frightening movie, wasn't it, Mr. Producer? Have you ever seen this movie? Oh, my God. I wouldn't see it again. All right. Anyway, Joe, just wanted to make you feel at home. That's number two. Number three, notice they never talk about equal protection for the baby. Ever. Never equal protection. It's another human being under every other to the law. History is going to be very, very brutal to our culture, what it's become. Very brutal. When you can dismiss people as a choice, babies, then you can dismiss citizens held behind enemy lines. Let me tell you something. I'll say it because nobody else will. 
Oh, sure, they'll use up the phone lines and texting and emails and all their intermediaries. They know they're not going to get all these citizens back. And they sure as hell know they're not going to get the Afghans back who supported us. They're writing them off. They're writing them off. Like an abortion. They've made their choice. Biden's made his choice. And he's sticking with it. And no doubt it's already cost many people their lives and it's going to cost many more. And the question they continue to fail to ask Pasaki is, do you know if American citizens have already been killed or how many? The answer to both is no, they have no idea. Isn't that a relevant question? Maybe our intelligence agencies do have some ideas. Maybe our satellites have picked something up. I don't know. I can feel what's going on behind the scenes. I can feel that this administration is telling the Russians and the Chinese and others that they'll do anything, anything. But they know it's not going to happen. They're writing these people off. They're willing to lie about everything and anything. Changes in in voting laws that are still liberalized from laws that existed before the pandemic are called Jim Crow. The Democrat Party taking over the voting system is called expanding voting. You've been hearing significant number of Democrats because the court dared not to take up the Texas case yet. You've been hearing them say this is a reason to pack the court. This is all an attempt again to threaten the Supreme Court justices who do not buckle and to ensure that those who do buckle, buckle. We used to talk about the independence of the Supreme Court. You'll notice the Democrats never talk about the independence of the Supreme Court. They don't want it to be independent. They just want it to be another another tool by which they can impose their will. Every single aspect of this republic is under attack. The court system, the threats to the court system and the justices and the judges. Just easier to go along with them than be brutalized in the New York slimes, the Washington compost, and by the reprobates who are in Congress. Just easier. The voting system's under attack, and of course, they're self-righteous about it. They flip it on its head. Look, we want to stuff the ballot boxes. Yeah, we want access to everything. Yeah, yeah. And the media to this day censor what's in the Democrat proposal for voting. Censorship. You don't see bullets on your screen about what's in there. Because they don't want the people to know. Because when the people know, they don't like it. Because the media are corrupt. I keep telling you. They're the Praetorian Guard media. And they get behind Joe. They have to get behind Joe. Because Joe's the guy who's delivering for them. What's an alternative? A Republican? Or or Trump with his tweets? Oh my God! Trump with his tweets. What we would give to have Donald Trump back. And have this buffoon... doing whatever the hell it was he was doing in his basement. 
Back to Wilmington we go. Back to Wilmington. Wilmington has quite a draw for this guy. He's very comfortable in his basement. I can imagine it now, as grotesque as it may seem. There he is in his boxer shorts and his T-top. One or two day growth, such as it is, on his face. Unkempt, unshowered. With oatmeal stains on his T-shirt. Putting his teeth back into his mouth. Just a, just a mess. I would love to know what meds Joe Biden takes. You know, they go after Trump's taxes. Even now, we want his taxes to protect the republic. We got to see his taxes. For God's sakes, how are we supposed to legislate if we don't have Donald Trump's taxes? What about Pelosi's? No. Nope. What about the Supreme Court? No. Nope. Schumer? No. Nope. Trump. We got to have Trump's. Well, don't we need the medicine list that Biden's on? Isn't that even more relevant than anything related to Trump's taxes? I just want a list of his medicines. That's all. That's all. He couldn't release his taxes fast enough, which was bad enough. Oh, lunch bucket Joe? I don't think so. It's Morton's Joe. Oh, yeah. Morton's Joe. It's not lunch bucket Joe. But that said, why not give us a list of his meds? End this once and for all. Do we have a moron as a president or don't? Everyone knows we do. Even foreigners know we do. Even foreigners, they laugh at us with this president. And the vice president. Where's the vice president? Where's Waldo? Everybody wants to know, where is she? We've got the most diverse administration in American history. Wow. Most diverse administration in American history. How about the most qualified administration in America? Can't have that. Well, you know, you can have diversity and qualification. No, can't. No, no, no. We got the best. And by the way, while I'm rambling, why did the Senate Republicans, so many of them, confirm so many of these people? Can you tell me that, Mr. Bidouf? That's what I mean. This party's impotent. The The Democrat Party wants to burn the place down, and the Republicans... They're busy eating tuna fish sandwiches. All right, I'll be right back. Mark Levin. All right, how about we take a call or two or three? Richie, Bronx, New York, the great WABC. Richie, go right ahead, please. Mr. Mark Levin, God bless you. Happy New Year. Thank you, and sir. I just wanted to say, I, I think you touched upon the title of your new book, American Paganism, <laughs> When Government Becomes God. Pretty much, isn't it? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And these people, they believe it, that, that government's more powerful than nature, more powerful than the sun, more powerful than the atmosphere. It is sickening to watch these people pray at false idols. It's, it's one thing if they pray at false idols, but they insist on dragging the rest of us with them. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, that's what we're seeing happening, happening right before our eyes this, this year. All right, don't hang up, Richie. Going to give you a signed copy of American Marxism, my friend. Elizabeth Chantilly, Virginia, the great WMAL. Elizabeth, how are you? Happy Rosh Hashanah. Thank you. I wanted to tell you about my father. 
My yeah. dad served in World War II with General MacArthur. He was mm-hmm. in five invasions in the Pacific. There was a pilot that the Japanese had shot down his plane. They didn't find the pilot, but they found the plane. My dad went through the chain of command. He knew this man could not be dead. And the colonel agreed to have some airplanes go out, and they found him. This is what a real military does. Mm -hmm. They go out and they rescue their own. And these poor people in Afghanistan, I am just sick over it because I could just imagine the terror that they are living under. Yeah, it is terror if they survive. And and think of it this way. You know, uh, Biden put 9-11 as the deadline. Then the polling showed that wasn't a good idea. So he moves it to August 31st. So that's 11 extra days, actually, if you think about it, that we could have had to get people out. Uh, under the way he thinks and operates. So the Taliban says, no, 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 you said August 31st, that's when it is. The guy's such a coward, and our generals are so outrageously over their heads, in my humble opinion, in terms of being leaders, that uh, they say, okay, August 31st. No, I, what, it should have, what they should have said, and I, I've said this, and I want to just reiterate it, we're going to go in, we're going to get our citizens wherever they are, We've got tens of thousands of our allies. We're going to also get out. If you harm any of our military, we're going to blow the tops off of many of your mountains, and we're going to hunt you down and your family to the chief Yabba There are ways to do this. There are ways that it could have been done. But instead, all the wrong things were done. Shut down the air base. Pull out the military. Uh, you create Fort Kabul Airport. Basically, Fort Apache. It's the most... Stupid. I mean, this will go down and hit. They're going to be studying this in all our military schools. Says, Don't be a stupid ass like these guys were. Don't hang up, Elizabeth. I want to get you a signed copy of American Marxism. I'll be right back. talk back to your radio then you must be listening to mark levin pick up the phone and call 877-381-3811 joe biden always says what's on his mind and ladies and gentlemen that's the problem here he is again hillsborough township new jersey i'm sure they were very grateful for him to show up with all this climate change uh, bs cut 20 go you know, the members of Congress know from their colleagues in Congress that, uh, you know, the looks like a tornado. They don't call them that anymore. That hit the crops and, and wetlands in the middle of the country and in Iowa and Nevada. And I mean, it's just across the board. And, uh, you know, um, uh, as I said, we're in this together. What are they? Can you get a finding the ghost track? They have an eye. It calls when if you they just gave you gave them the the withdraw bringing U.S. home troops from home and 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 the 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 you know you know you 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 you, you need somebody wait so uh, what, finally what? Uh, uh, um oh, of 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 un uh, of of about a budget but resist we much. We must, and we will much, 
about that be committed. I, 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 I'm, I'm a warrior. Um, you know, the, the, that, it was, the, 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 I mean, they, they, they said that, look, the, 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 yeah, the, why is it, why is it him? Why, I, 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 I didn't, if, 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 if we, if we, you know, it, it, uh, you know, it, it, we can walk and chew gum. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. True international average of pressure. Been impeached for inciting the erection. Donald John Donald John Trump incited the erection insurrection. And uh, what am I doing here? I'm going to lose track here. And uh, to private private uh, 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 economic. Uh, <laughs> These are your leaders. These are your icons. Speaking their minds such as they are. Led by Joe Robinette Biden, excuse me, Joseph Robinette Biden, Jr. or the third or whatever he is. Born in Scranton, Pennsylvania. I only go to Scranton when I'm running for office. Otherwise, I don't give a damn about Scranton. I'm hiding out in my basement. Basement dweller. I wish he just would have stayed there. Oh, yeah. Well,. I've got a lot more here. You know, let me just hit this one other thing. Then we'll go to the calls. Nobody's going to pick up on this, so I will. Reuters, this is from a few days ago. U.S. traffic deaths up during pandemic, even though mileage down. So traffic deaths are up even though there's been less driving. Now, They look at the data, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. They estimate 8,730 people died in car crashes in the first three months of 2021, compared to 7,900 deaths during the same period last year. That's a year-on-year increase of 10.5%, despite a 2.1% drop. Now, they blame it on aggressive driving, because the roads are less crowded, so people are driving faster and so forth. I'll tell you why people are dying. More people are dying on the highways, whether year to year or decade to decade. Do you know why, Mr. Producer? Because the cars are lighter and lighter and lighter. Less steel. More plastic, more aluminum. um, And more rubber, more other types of materials. But they don't build heavy cars anymore because you can't meet the CAFE requirements. And they want to push CAFE requirements. They adopted what Obama had done and Trump had thrown out wisely, but they've reinstituted it. And they're going to build cars that are light beyond belief. And it's very, well, problematic because we do have what's called the laws of physics. And they're going to have to have these big, heavy batteries in them. If they're to be electric. Okay, so what is going to encase everybody in the car and so forth? In other words, what are you going to use? And so there's not a lot of talk, is there, about protecting the human being in the car. It's all about mileage. Well, I've got to get the mileage down. You know, I get a mileage. Fossil fuels are the enemy. So these things cost lives. 
these decisions cost, whether it's Afghanistan, whether it's the border, uh, whether it's the economic dislocation, impoverishment they're going to cause over a period of time with their economic agenda, it's just a matter of time. Could be a few years, could be 10 years, I don't know, but it's going to happen. Because this keeps up. All right, let us go to uh, Marion, Fort Lee, New Jersey, the great WABC. Marion, how are you? Mark, this is such an honor to speak to you. I think you're the greatest American in my lifetime. Oh, my Lord. Well, I don't know about that, but you're very sweet. Thank you. No, that is true. And you, two years, three years ago, we met you and your wife at a book signing, and you two were so gracious to us. It was my boyfriend's 50th, and you signed a hat, and even though you weren't supposed to, you did it. And let me tell you, that is his greatest possession. Oh, my goodness. Thank Um, you. No, no, and I speak for Milton. I think you're his greatest possession. What do you think of that? Well. Wait a minute. I'm not allowed to say that. Excuse me. Excuse me. You're not a possession. You are. what's What's the language, Mr. Producer, today? You're a birthing person. Excuse me. Part. Yes, exactly. Although, Marion, how can they even say birthing person, if I may? Shouldn't it be like you're an abortion person or something? You understand it? That's their ideology. Anyway, I digress. You go ahead. Truly awful. Truly awful. Listen, we bought 12 of your books. We're going to buy 12? Because you have to hit 2 million. 12. And we gave them to family and friends. And we're buying we just want to hit 1 million. That would be good. You must hit 2 million. Well, you're very Honey, you're going to make that tomorrow, so don't you worry. Oh, you're unbelievable. This is a question I had. Mark, yeah. when I tell you we love you, you have no idea how much we love you. Huh. You are helping the country like no other. And I'm serious. It's, it's, again, it's not just on my voice. I have many friends. We all say the same. And your wife says the same thing, and you listen to her. Because I listen to you. <laughs> She'll tell you I don't. And yeah. I know she says it. She she tells you how many you, people you affect, and, and you're, you have no ego, and you don't believe it. But I'm here to tell you. You affect millions. Well, you're very sweet, Marion. Thank you very, very much. Don't hang up. Fort Lee, New Jersey. I love Fort Lee, New Jersey. I want to send you a signed copy of American Marxism. I mean, after all, you bought 12 of them. Thank you very, very much. My best. Wait a minute. Is your boyfriend still your boyfriend? Yes. Let's get her back. Marion, is your boyfriend still your boyfriend? Rob is the boyfriend. But he's still your boyfriend? Well, you're taken, so what am I going to do? Oh, my Lord. Well, he should marry you. Well, we've both been married before. I think we've yeah. done that, you know, so. All right, you know what? Who am I to say? All right, Marion, give Rob my best, and you take care. Thank you. All right, am I coming back now? What? Time? Yeah, I'll be right back. in. By the way, I mentioned that President Trump will be here tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, all the way down to the bottom of the hour, commercial free. He hasn't been on this show very often. That's my choice because I don't want to bother the man. But uh, he's actually a very good friend of mine and my wife, and he's, he is such a gentleman. He's such a kind man, despite all the media corruption and propaganda. And I wish many of you could know him the way we know him. 
But I'm sure instinctively or intuitively, you, you know this. They create a caricature of him and viciously attack him and accused him of the most vile things. When he was a candidate, when he was president, spied on him, leaked on him, accused him of really grotesque things with Russia and so forth. The media are so corrupt. Our enemies love the American media. They love the American media. They don't even have to put any money into propaganda. We have it. It's homegrown right here, this American Marxism movement. And I talk a bit about President Trump and you in the book. Those of you who haven't know this. And why they did what they did. Uh, and so forth. And uh, it's worth, definitely worth reading that section if you have the book as well. But it's going to be an honor to have him. As I say, I don't, I try not to bother him at all. But we had a chat about 10 days ago. And he said, no, I'd like to come on. And so there it is. So don't forget tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, right at the top of the hour, for 30 minutes, full half of the, uh, half of the hour, no commercial interruption. We were contacting our affiliates to let them know so they can, uh, they can get the schedule locked down. And uh, we very much appreciate it. All right. Let us go to uh, let us go to Bobby, Hot Springs, Arkansas, XM Satellite. Bobby, how are you, sir? Good, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. You got it. I really like your book, Mark. Uh, it's a masterpiece. I don't care what Mediaite says. Uh, they find one mistake in there, and uh, it's not them. It's a, it's a few of the uh, you know bottom feeders. But I found the mistake. I called the publisher and said, change Franklin to Franklin. It's, it's, it's substantively, it's of no consequence. So the whole thing is a joke. Yes, anyway, sir. go right ahead. Um, I was going to say you had to have a mistake, otherwise they'd really want to crucify you. And um, I want to know why the numbers aren't on the screens, like Afghanis left behind, Americans left behind, mm-hmm. uh, planes with hostages, hostages. Uh, missing kids, kids in cages, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, on and on, and hold Biden's feet to the fire because, like, it, it's it's amazing. As an American, like, and another thing I'm worried about, Mark, is that base has a bridge, a command center in it, and I wonder if there's a phone in there that they're calling Biden on, and and like, you know. By the way, you make a very important point. That base was not just an air base. It was an intelligence base. And God knows what they've gathered up there. You're exactly right, 100% right in this regard. Bobby, don't hang up. We're going to send you a signed copy of American Marxism. Quickly, Mark, San Diego, California, the great KFDM. Quickly, sir, go right ahead. Hi, Hi, Mark. You're you're my greatest hero. I I listened to the whole book this weekend. I was... Uh, I listened on Audible. I was totally glued to it. From a from a former SDS member in the 1960s to a total and complete conservative, you you completely sold me and sold my family. You know, we're in the midst of the liberal uh, mecca of California, and mm-hmm. it's just such a struggle out here with everybody. That you talk to people. I I'm an employer. I've got five offices in the U.S. And these people just, it's, they're blindly marching down this road and trying to talk to them. I talked to one of my managers today and I said to him, hey, 
you know, if you guys don't wake up, you're going to find yourself the whole, we're not going to have a business anymore because, mm-hmm. you know, we're, I, I won't be able to afford, you know, going under because of, of superinflation. I got an invoice today from one of my wholesalers. My wholesaler says we we have instituted force majeure conditions. Don't, don't get mad. I got to run. Don't hang up. I want to get your book. And I want to apologize. It's KFMB, of course, in San Diego. KFMB. I've been there a very, very long time. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. Thank you, everybody. Don't forget tomorrow's show, big show. And don't forget... We've got our prisoners over there, our our citizens over there. They're held as prisoners. See you tomorrow.